Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, none other, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Troyway, I'm back, baby. You are back. Dave is working his other job because apparently our pay of nothing is not enough for his rent. Girl, come on! Weird. Dude. I don't... Long... Sabotage the show. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Can I say that or no? I don't know. I'll bleep it out. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So people would just be like, what? Where does Dave work? Who? Who? The mystery. Uh, The mystery. Exactly. Mm. Justin, how are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Do you... Do you ever worry about things in the future? Hmm. I do. Yeah. I I'm, I'm I have a, a little bit of an anxiety problem. I would I would say I think a, I uh, think a, nothing too crazy, but I do worry about the future. I think a lot of us do. You know, some so, some a little bit more than others. Yes! You know, yes! mm-hmm. some on that level of what they would call preppers. Word. You know. Yeah. Those kind of folks. What preppers. preppers, doomsday preppers, to put a negative. Yeah, that's what I was, I, I, I knew. Yes, I knew yes. It. Well, I was reading the Washington Post the other day because I'm a learned individual that likes to read periodicals. That's right. And uh, I came across a story about a family that was selling their $18 million house. Yeah, yeah. So this is okay. this is a special house. Apparently, because it was well, eighteen million dollars. It's pretty special. It's not everyday money for no, you. No, no, it was quote unquote prepped for the apocalypse. Hmm. Oh shoot. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, I, I was a little confused. Yes. You know, because that that seems like a bit much for a house. You know, so true. Like it's sort of like when you see another article, when you see like some guy like arrested by the feds in his cabin in the middle of nowhere, and he has like thirty six guns out there, and a journalist asks him why he has all the guns, and he's like gives like some crazy answer, like when the Chinese government tries to take over my cabin, hmm. and and you're like, okay. Okay, first of all, Chinese government, probably not too interested in your cabin. Nope. Second. Yeah. Th- second, <laughs> 36 guns? Really? Is that going to stop the whole Chinese government? Nope. Sort of the same deal. I don't I don't think this house is going to stop the apocalypse. Nope. So, so the title of the story was Apocalypse Proof House on the Market for $18 Million. Which, which made me go back and check the definition of apocalypse because I wasn't really sure because I was like, okay, hmm. seems maybe I've got the wrong idea here. But I went back and checked. And in case you're wondering, Justin, the definition, complete final destruction of the world. Wow. I've got to say, it doesn't sound like any house is going to survive yeah. that. I mean, 
True, like, but how can you, like, how can you prep for something that, like, you know, you've never gone through, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. I mean, planning a house for the complete final destruction of the world, I mean, I'm... No way, there's no way. I'm pretty sure the complete final destruction of the world includes, like, a thick-walled house. Yes! Like, I I think that's going to be on the bucket, too. So, So then I started digging a little deeper in the house. Looking at the uh, the features, Word. and it's yeah. got a subterranean bunker that there are two hot tubs and a dance floor. Sweet. Why <laughs> is that a priority in a uh, like apocalyptic? I, I, like, exactly. Prepped house. I was like, I'm not sure whoever was making this old apocalypse house here. But whoever it was, was really planning on partying it up. That's right! Yeah, gotta make sure that they're they're able to party after everything has been destroyed. <laughs> like, I, exactly. Like, hey, could somebody check out how the whole world-ending thing is going on outside? By the way, I'm gonna moonwalk over to the hot tub. Ow! Yeah! Like, Say what? Bit much. And then the article didn't specify what type of apocalypse this house was gonna be protected from. Because, like, I really think they should have made it a man-made apocalypse. That might be believable. That's a fact. But like, because I think it's going to be a real stretch if it was a divinely inspired apocalypse. Divinely inspired. So true. Because if that were the case, I feel like that would be the first thing God would destroy. He'd be like out there striking vengeance, and then he'd look over and see this in the middle of his in, uh, the middle of his dance floor doing the hustle and he'd be like you know what no no this house this house is next that's what we're going to take down uh Justin I hate to tell you this show is an apocalypse proof yeah this sucks yeah however however it is flood proof granted the listeners have a waterproof radio wait what it's huh that true? I guess. Right? Huh? Are, I think so. Are you ready to fire up this floodproof show? I, yeah. Yeah. Floodproof. It was kind of weird, <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. <laughs> That's what we work in, Justin. We work in weird. Come on, man. God, I thought I, I another direction. Hmm. For nope. some reason, I was prepping up for like something like boring proof or something like that. But no, flood, no, you were actually flood this proof. is for real. Flood proof. Just get a waterproof speaker. We're still here. Justin, I'm very excited about the show. We've got Cody Braun of Reckless Kelly going to be joining the show. I don't know if you know about Reckless Kelly, but they are a big deal. So true. They've been around for 23 years. Dude, that's how long I have been on this earth. That's a fact. I know, right? And they've been kicking out the jams in Austin, Texas since then. And this, this past weekend, they did something that... Only a select handful of folks can say they did. They played the Grand Old Opry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's some like resume building type stuff, you know? Yeah. We don't have that on our CV. Maybe we will. No. Never. Wait, why? I can go ahead and cross that off our bucket list. It's not going to. And not cross it off like erase it out. Um, Wow. But. 
I mean, we've got to prep for Reckless Kelly coming on because yes. they're going from the Grand Old Opry to the Doc G Show. That's a real downer. That's we gotta we gotta build it up and make it look like something. Like maybe give them some decorative soaps as a gift or something. Mm, I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. But let's start where we start. Birthday suit. First. Hit me with it, dude. Now, I'll tell you, these birthday suits today, we've got a couple of weird ones. This middle one, I think, is the hardest. This one, I think you've got. So, born in Lansing, Michigan, on April 10th, 1952, his family moved to Fullerton, California at a young age. When our birthday suit wearer was around the age of 18, he met... And this is how the Wikipedia page worded it. A friendly old Japanese man at a dojo. Yeah. Yeah. Word. In Garden Grove, California. And that friendly old man encouraged our birthday suit wearer to visit Japan. Hmm. So in 1971, that's what our birthday suit wearer did. He went to Japan. And a couple years later, he came back. He married Miyako Fujitani. He moved to New Mexico and opened up a dojo. Sweet. And then later, a dojo in North Hollywood. Sweet. In the mid-80s, our birthday suit wearer started working in martial art movies. He was in Is the this movies. Like Chuck Norris or something? Not mm. Chuck Norris, but you're okay. on the right track. Above okay. the Law, Hard to Kill, Marked for Death, Out for Justice. Oh, is this... Hmm? Is this Steven nope. Seagal? There it is. Yes, okay. indeed. Nice, nice. In all 59 movies, Justin. In all 59 movies. Even one titled Exit Wounds. I don't know if you saw Exit Wounds. Hmm. Is that, um, what, what's the premise of that? Do you remember? DMX and Tom Arnold in that movie. They are Detroit police officers. Yes! I true, saw true. it in theaters, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Wow. Yes, I saw it in the theater. In addition, our birthday suit wearer <laughs> is a reserve deputy ch chief uh, for the Jefferson Parish in Louisiana. So he's like Shaquille O'Neal in that regard. Word. Yeah, yeah, Miami. He's a sheriff. And like Roy Jones Jr., our birthday suit wearer, dual citizenship from the U.S. and Russia. Wait, what? Weird. Why? Weird. What is that? What's up with people doing that? <laughs> and then the the like I, I guess sadder part was like uh, Steven Seagal was like yeah, me and me and Putin were big friends. Hmm. And then like a spokesman for Putin came out and he's like uh, they're not they're not friends. they're not friends. <gasps> they like he's watched a couple of his movies, but that's about it. Oh my god, awkward, awkward. But none. Nonetheless, happy, happy birthday. birthday, Steven Seagal, 57, the big five, or six, seven, sorry, big six, seven, Jeez. six, seven. I like Limit when uh, Will Sasso on Mad TV does his impressions. Yeah, he's pretty spot on with him, pretty spot it's on. It's the and face. That, the, uh, the, yeah, it is, yeah. it is, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. So, Justin, are you ready? Let's rip yeah, some dude. headlines. Let's rip it, I want to rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. 
Justin, we've been over how frightening sometimes Africa can be because of some of the uh, negative things going on, you know? That's um, true. Like Ebola and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I was going to say, you just brought up Ebola last week. They they have some also scary wildlife. So true. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, for decades, there have been poachers trying to kill this wildlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the countries, you know, to try to... Uh, uh, counteract this poaching, they've made national parks, right? Uh, protect yeah. their animals. That's a fact. So they have a national park in Kenya, and uh, poachers, they still break in to these national parks and Dude. try to poach things. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, four Stop. poachers broke into Kruger National Park. Uh, four went into the park, three came out. Hmm. Hmm. One did one. Uh what happened to the one? All that was left of one poacher that didn't come out of the park was a pair of pants and a skull. Jeez. Dude, that's crazy. That's what happens, though. Apparently, Did you get eaten by a lion? Well, apparently this poacher was killed by an elephant. His poacher friends, I guess you could call them friends, they dragged him out to the road in the wildlife park, and then they were like, oh... Somebody will find his body. That'll be fine. And while they left him there, lions ate him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure most people were already aware, but That's it what happens, seemed, though. I'm That's s- what you get. Is that weird? Is that mean for me to say? Hmm. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's sort of one of those sort of karma things. But at the same time, uh, folks out there poaching. Very dangerous business. That's a fact. They should underline that in the job Don't description. Don't do it, dude. It's <laughs> illegal stuff, man. Also, what I learned from this uh, story... Apparently, lions don't like pants. So true. No, they Who don't. Knew? Not too tasty. Apparently not, man. Apparently not. Justin, a little local news, man. A little local news. What's uh, up? Hypothetically, if you were a criminal that enjoyed uh, robbing things, hypothetically, hmm. uh, what type of person would be the last type of person you'd rob? A hobo. That's a fact. Well, yeah, that I mean, I guess if you didn't, want, yeah, that that's better than the answer I was looking for. I was looking for cop, um, but oh, okay. yeah, uh, ho- well, hobo works. You know, You're not going to get anything. anything. I understand. Yeah. I understand. That's my I, thought thinking. I am one, so therefore I understand. Yeah. Uh, I would never rob you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a guy maybe when the show <laughs> picks up, then I'll maybe, rob you. Maybe when we actually do something. That sounds good. Um, this guy in Jacksonville, though, he did what I was uh, saying you should try to avoid. Robbing a cop. In fact, he actually robbed the police federal credit union. Wait, what? what? Where is that? He walked in the facility on Dunn Avenue... Just north of Duval Street. Yeah. And he walked in and said, hey, I have a gun. Although no gun was actually ever physically seen in the video footage or from anybody there. Hmm. And then he got his cash and fled west out of the facility. I've got to say, that is one individual. That is. To rob a police credit, federal credit union without a gun. I'm I mean, surprised what? he wasn't stopped there, though. Like, you would think the police federal credit union would have, like, better security. 
Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, wouldn't you try, like, a grocery store? Or so, I mean, I'm not making suggestions. Nope. But if you're sitting in your house and you're like, mm, I need some extra cash, I should probably rob something. I don't have a gun. Who always has guns and are well-secured? Cops! I should probably rob their federal credit union without a gun. That'll end well. Word. He said go big or go home, you know? So like, he, he went for the big... The big uh, well, well, so 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 far hasn't well. Big Tuna, he doesn't have that license plate. We learned that last week. Oh, yeah, that oh, one. True, <laughs> true. Got, got denied in California. Uh, maybe not in Florida. Maybe not in Florida. Uh, Justin, very strange situation occurred in Northern California. Hmm. Uh, do you have a pet, Justin? No, I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, have you ever thought about having a pet pig? Uh, like a mini pig, maybe. Not like okay. a regular-sized pig. Nope. Well, apparently Carrie Hogan of Northern California, she always wanted to own a pig. So, okay. she bought one. Sweet. The pig's name, Princess. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yes! Last week, Princess ran away. Sad. Sad. Well, the oh. cops were called to find Princess, which, which, surprisingly, they did. Yeah. Yeah. They found a uh, princess. Uh, after they located her, uh, they went to a neighborhood, uh, a neighbor in the area who had a fenced-in yard, and said, uh, "Hey, can we leave this pig in your yard?" Hmm. And uh, <laughs> the the guy was like, "Yeah, why not?" And they're like, "We're gonna just go get the owner, and we'll come back and get the pig." And the neighbor was like, "Sure." After the police uh, got in contact with Carrie, they came back uh, to get the pig. And the man who had agreed to watch the pig uh, was in the process of butchering Princess. Wait, oh my what? God! What? He had already killed Princess and no was butchering way. it. Dude, yeah, dude, that is messed up, man. What the heck? Jeez. Like, don't uh, like. What is wrong with that guy? I mean, don't get me wrong. I eat bacon, yes! and it's delicious. Yes! But first of all, I've never seen a pet pig walking around and been like, you know what? I would really like to eat that thing. Nope. Like, that's never crossed my mind when I see a pig. Second of all, like, even if I started feeling hungry when I saw this pig, I would at least wait and go to the grocery store. Yes! Like, right, be like, dude? hey, you're you're making me hungry, princess. I'm going to go to the to the meat section. Sorry. Or just make Sorry. a sandwich or something. Bit much. Bit much. Yes! Uh, that's crazy. Justin, uh... This is Wait, somewhat... we don't know what happened after that? That's it? Like, Well, the guy, the guy got charged, so actually. Cool, cool, cool. He got charged, so, yeah. So, But Princess is definitely dead, oh, so there's sorry. no... Yeah, sorry for your loss, Carrie. That's a, that's a very sad loss. Yes! Uh, Justin, have you ever gotten a bad car accident? Hmm. Yes, I have, actually. Yeah. It was re really, really bad. Uh, my, my mom ran a red light. She thought it was green. It was bad. <laughs> Were the airbags deployed? I'm guessing. Airbags were deployed and everything. We T-boned somebody. Woo, woo! Yeah. I, I, I thank God I, no one was hurt or anything. But like it was just it was, that was probably you, the worst. So true. You, you came out fine, huh? Yes! I did come out fine. Yeah, I was a little nice. dazed and confused just because that airbag yeah. hit me real bad. But yeah, other than that, that was good. Well, I I I had one. I had one like that. I, I I was going down the road. It started to rain. My car hydroplaned. Jeez. No. And I, I, I flew That's off scary. the. Yeah, I was spinning and I ran into a really big sign on the side of the road. Hit the side of my car. All the airbags on that side deployed, um, and the cop came and he's pretty nice. 
He did give me a ticket, though. Word. And it was really weird because he was like, I got to give you a ticket because you hit the sign. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why is that a thing? And, he, and he's like, well, yeah, but if you wouldn't hit the sign, we wouldn't have to charge you for anything. Now I got to say that you were driving recklessly. Hmm. And I was like, but it was hydroplane. He's like, yeah, but somebody's got to pay for the sign. I was like, what? I don't think that's how it works, <laughs> man. Is, nope. <laughs> They, but they just saw you like, yeah, this guy. We gotta give him a. We <laughs> gotta give him a we ticket. Just, we just gotta give him a ticket. He just looks like he's, he but, looks weird. He doesn't look like he should own this car. He <laughs> looks like a total hobo that yes! took this car. Uh, but you know what? The cop didn't try to do to me. Uh, he didn't try to search my body cavities. Wait, what? Which was oh, nice. Okay. I appreciate that. Because that's apparently what happened to Madison Huzar in Texas mm, on okay. February 13th. She got into a wreck. Her airbags deployed. When the cops arrived on the scene, apparently one thought that Madison had used marijuana. Because that's what they said they smelled. And the officer went over to the EMTs and was like, hey, do a full body cavity search. What? And the EMT was like, no, gross. No, I'm not doing that. And the officer still instructed the EMT to take her to the hospital to have blood drawn for tests. Jeez. Uh, after, this is the best part. After the scene was assessed uh, by the other police officers, they determined that the smell was actually the chemical from the airbag deployment. Girl, come on. Oh, true, true. I mean that's a little frightening that you could be you could be hoaxed like that as a police officer though. He's like, then yeah, I feel like a police officer is going down beside like the local pool and's like, whoa, pull it over. Wait, what? Smell strong ganja coming from over there. They're rolling doobies, huh? and they're like, Jeff, that's the chlorine, not marijuana. Yeah, right. I smell it. Hmm. It's weed if I can smell anything. Jeff, no, no, it's Jeff. Deployment. Body cavity searches for everybody. And that's what I'm saying. Justin, this is a bit of a repeat story, a little bit here. Um, okay. Officials on. at Eastern Michigan are warning students about dangerous animals on campus. Hmm. What's the dangerous animal, do you think? It is the, um, the guard llama. Wait, what? <laughs> I wish. My God. Those e those EMU students would be in such trouble if it were guard llamas. So true. There would, it, where the other there ones? The there would, be, there would be murders on there from horrible, bloodlusting llamas if that Jeez. were the case. But no, it's nesting geese. Huh. Nesting geese. Police posted a video on their Instagram page showing an unsuspecting lady getting accosted by an angry goose. Word. Yeah. Dude, EMU they're, they're, they're crazy, man. I told you on UNF, man, they get territorial. Well, EMU spokesman uh, Jeff Larcom, I'm glad they have a spokesman, he uh, said it's not out of the ordinary for geese to nest at locations on campus at this time of year during the nesting period. He said several students have reported goose attacks, but no injuries have been reported. Well, of course no injuries have been reported. It's a goose. Girl, come on. They don't have anything to injure you with. Nope. Unless this is a goose strapped with a bomb across their goose chest. Jeez. There's nothing you're good to go. Or a They're goose just accompanied by a guard llama. 
There, a goose riding a guard llama. My oh God. My God. <laughs> the wow. most frightening. Or a guard llama riding a goose. I <laughs> think that imagine. goose would be dead. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is way too much weight for a goose to support. It's that funny is, to, f- to just picture in your mind, though. Way too much. Way too much. Justin, <laughs> we've got we've got a we've got a drug story out of Russia. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a Russian model uh, is actually, uh, sadly, fighting for her life, still in the hospital right now. A Russian model, Sofia Edogorova, Edogorova, was uh, rushed to the hospital after becoming severely ill on a domestic Russian flight. Apparently, the flight crew requested medical assistance after landing, uh, and she was taken to the hospital. Now, here's what's odd. Uh, the hospital reported that she had acute poisoning with a psychotropic substance. Psychotropic, hmm. huh? Yeah, it was then reported that what she had taken were methamphetamines. What? Oh, and no. here, here comes the really weird part. Before boarding the flight was when she took them, and she took them to calm her nerves for fear of flying. Huh? What? I don't think that's how it works. That is not. Nope. I mean, that's like saying, hey, you know what? I need to lose some weight. Let, Let me, me eat a eat, cheeseburger. Let me eat this bacon sandwich. R.I.P. Princess. Oh, why did you have to? <laughs> <laughs> why did you have to or, or maybe I need to laugh. Let me put on the Doc G show. It oh. just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Somebody needs to go over this. And hopefully, Sophia, pull pull through. But that's not how it works, Sophia. It's not. Somebody needs to tell her. Justin, last Yo. story here. Um, there's an undercover group of cops uh, working magic in Hoboken, New Jersey. Jeez. Hoboken, yeah. no joking. Yeah, Hoboken. Yeah. They're, they're busting people left and right. You want to know what they're busting people for? Uh, no clue. Come on, hit me. People not picking up their dog Yeah, that's, that's right. That's serious in some places, though. Now, here's what I got to say, though. I did a little digging, you know, because I like to dig. I don't like to leave stones unturned. Nope. Uh, uh-huh. And Hoboken has 81% higher rate of violent crimes compared to cities of the same size. That's a fact. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of dog but if someone's trying to stab me in the face, I don't think dog would matter that much. Yeah, I feel like uh, there there are more important matters at at that point. Maybe just, I mean, (laughs) the undercover cops should be focusing on violent crimes. Unless, unless people who are committing the violent crimes, they're committing them while their dogs are taking yeah, there's, the that's why that's not being picked up because they're the, killing people. It's <laughs> just, yeah, the dogs are just a distraction while they go on stabbing sprees. It's to throw which, them off the scent. Which if, that, which if that's the case, Hoboken police, well done. Well done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nicely done. Justin, are you ready? Would you rather? Hmm. Yes, I want to. I want to. Uh, Choose my destiny here. Here you go. Here is your destiny. Would you rather have a full body cavity search by the police or run a gauntlet 
of 20 nesting geese. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, let me take the geese on, man. I don't want to um, search for no look, reason. Look at that. When it came down to it, you aren't afraid of those geese at all. I knew That's it. No I knew it. A cop I'm scared. I feel like they'd nip at me hard. A cop getting elbow deep? You didn't want Jeez. any of that nonsense. Elbow. No, thank oh, you. Oh, God. Way up in there. But let's Jeez. take a break and hear from our guest. Our guest of honor, Reckless Kelly, straight off the Grand Ole Opry. We're going to hear Long Night Moon. And then we're, then we're going to hear it, Give It a Try, right here on the Doc G Show.
WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Reckless Kelly yes! right here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKR 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin. Hmm. Open up your uh, phone, go to your podcast app, search up Doc G Show whenever you want, wherever you want, because it's free. You can listen to us on the podcast. It's free. It's good. Hmm. And if you also want to uh, look at other stuff uh, in term, in, in accordance with the show, go on our website, docgshow.com. It's got all the great upcoming shows. We've got Common Kings next week. Yes, that's sir. Always, that's a it's a heavy weight to ha- uh, handle yes. because Dave's not here it with is. the internet. It's, it's a lot of things you got to do. But don't worry. We've got a five-star rating, folks. Please don't ruin it for us. Five-star rating. Yeah. Yeah, almost 105 stars. I'm happy with it. Nope. Um, we raw, baby. We are raw. Justin, are you ready? Give some shout-outs. Yeah, man. Where are we going, dude? Uh, first off, Macon, Georgia. Yes. Wow, Macon. Yes. yes. Rhymes with bacon. It does. R.I.P. Princess. Sorry, Princess. That is bad. Uh, we should just keep that going. And, <laughs> I mean, she needs to be memorialized. That was very cruel of that fella. That's a uh, Indore, India. Shout-out. Wow. Yeah. Endurance. Yeah, I'm guessing that's how you say it. I may be saying it wrong. Uh, Who knows? Stay in our state. Here we go. 305, Miami, Florida. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh Mr. 305. Exactly. So I'm guessing it was Pitbull. We can probably say that. It had to be him. Uh, Hot Atlanta. I always give shout-outs to Atlanta. There you go. There you go. How about Citrus Heights, California? Yeah. Citrus Heights. Yeah, that's Shout right. Out. That's right. How about this one? Moscow, Russian Federation. Yeah. Nice. It must have been Steven Seagal. I'm guessing. Big friends with Putin. Um, <laughs> Santa Cruz, California. Shout out. Yes. Shout outs to y'all. Yes. Shout and then the last one, Murfreesboro, uh, Murfreesboro Tennessee. Shout out. Wow. Tennis, the only Tennessee. Exactly. Exactly. Justin. Are you ready? Second birthday suit. Hmm. I hope so. You said this was the easiest one? This is the hardest one. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, okay. Awkward. All right, just hit me with it. I don't care. Our birthday suit wearer was born April 10th, 1984 in Nashua, uh, New Hampshire. But when our birthday suit wearer was only two months old, her family moved to Orlando, Florida. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. At a young age, our birthday suit wearer became interested in singing. She's performed in many local performances and did a lot of national anthems in the Orlando area. Uh, She was signed by Epic Records in 1999 and began opening for NSYNC. Her debut single, Candy, propelled her to stardom, and she was compared to other pop teen singers like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Jessica Simpson. Hmm. She was put out, uh, she has put out the following album, So Real, I Want to Be With You, Coverage, Wild Hope, and Amanda Lee. In the early 2000s, she started to act in movies. She's played in The Princess Diaries, A Walk to Remember, Oh my Mandy Moore yeah, dude. Yeah, 
I knew you'd pull it out. Mandy Moore, man. I knew it. It would take the the movies. I knew you would get the movies. It would. It would. Very nice, dude. And I I watched This Is Us, man. It's a good show. My goodness, an intense show. Intense show. And I also watched The Walk to Remember. Shout out to my girlfriend for showing me that movie. Very emotional. She really, very. She really girl girlied you up right there. Got you in touch with the emotions there. My goodness. Happy birthday to Mandy Moore, 35. Yes! Happy birthday there. She's looking good, man. Treinta Cinco. Yeah, that's for the that's for the uh, Spanish speakers out there. They were, can, yeah. They'll be confused. Yeah. They'll be confused for the rest <laughs> of the show, and all they'll hear is 35, and just be now like, you "What?" Threw it off. What? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, nonetheless, happy birthday, Mandy Moore. Uh, Justin. Um, what? Uh, what happened? When I made a segment called Why Weddings Suck. Hmm. Um, you kind of th- saw that, like, it was kind of a downer segment, so you wanted to make something even better. Do you want me to say what that was? Well, I realized that people realized I was a negative Nancy. That's a fact. And I was putting bad yeah. mojo on the show. So. I told you, man. I. You're mean. I had to invent a new segment. What's that new segment called? Hmm. Uh. Why? Uh, I forgot what it was. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, Justin. Things that don't suck. Jeez. Things that don't suck. Things that suck. don't suck. It's not yes. that. It's like four l- l- words. Come on. Nope. It, it, it's a three. Three. I can count. Jeez. Three. That's, that's my fault. <laughs> for some reason, I was about to say um, why people rule for some reason. You know what? Do you want to add on to it? Do you want it to be things that don't suck and why people rule? Do you want that to... Just yeah, elaborate. Yeah, we always we always uh, talk about like good things people do for others. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd and whatever the doc wants to say now. Justin, yeah, okay. have you ever heard of Sikhism? Hmm. Yes, the Sikhs. Sikhs. Yes, yes. It's the uh, world's fifth biggest religion. Wow. World's hmm. fifth. I didn't know it was up there, man. Yeah, and it's actually the youngest of all the major religions. So true. Um, Huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be honest. Until I looked at this this article, not too much about Sikhism. Not too much. Um, Didn't know much. Nope. Uh, Apparently, they reject claims that any particular religion tradition has a monopoly on absolute truth. And uh, they they seek... uh, uh, the education of all—that's what they're all oh, about. Oh, they seek the yeah. seek, seek. Well, well, I, I don't think I think that's just yeah, sure. What? Uh, <laughs> well, I thought you were just—I don't know. No, I, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't doing any pun there. Not at all. Nope. Uh, Seeks volunteer though. They're, they've got they've got a new initiative for their Guru Nanak's uh, fifth five hundred and fiftieth birthday. So, okay. so Guru Nanak was their their first guru. So true, right? Um, true. And for his 550th birthday, they're working with environmental uh, environmental specialists uh, in order to collectively plant one million trees. Say what? Yeah, okay. yeah, one million trees, man. <laughs> guru Nanak was a nature lover. He had talked about nature as a manifestation of God. And many of his writings talk about how we need to learn lessons of life from nature. Mm -hmm. So they are planting one million trees for all of us to benefit. 
not just Sikhs. That's awesome. All man. of us so to true. benefit. They're doing it across the country, bunch of, or across the world. I mean, in a bunch of different countries, uh, Australia, America, of course, uh, India, where the uh, largest group of Sikhs live. So yeah, yeah. Hats off. Things that don't suck, man. The Sikhs take the carbon dioxide out of there. Getting it done, man. A million trees. Good, good thing that doesn't suck. Right there. Thank you, Sikhs. Good stuff, man. Uh, hey, speaking of which, how's your tree going around along? Oh, it's big? still it's still growing, man. It's uh, I would give it like it's like two and a half feet tall now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks Making healthy. Progress. Looks healthy. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm sure I'm sure it will it'll get up there. It eventually will be up there, man. Way up there. Mm, like that's awesome. Like you don't even know how high. Now, obviously, I'll be dead then, but it'll be so high. You don't know. Wait, what? You don't know. Your spirit will live on. In the tree. the tree. That's right. And if anybody tries to to chop it down, I will haunt them. Word. That's what will happen. Nice, um, nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Justin, are you ready? It's What's time up? for the quote of the day, man. It's time yes, for the quote yes. Of the let's day. do it, man. We forgot it last week. I apologize. And by we, I mean I because I'm a slacker. Girl, come on. Nonetheless. You Nonetheless, we've got two that are still on the board from last week. That would be Mitch Hedberg and Johnny Carson. Uh, we also, this week, have added one of my favorites of all time as far as comedians. We have celebrated him on uh, Birthday Suit. Norm McDonald. Yeah. True. That was a tough birthday suit. That was very tough for you. Yes, yes. So we have Mitch Hedberg. Johnny Carson, Norm McDonald. Who are we getting the quote from, Justin? Um, let's go with uh, Mitch. All right, all right. Here we go. Quote, when someone hands you a flyer, it's like they're saying, hey, you throw this away. So true. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. That's so true. true. It true. rings so true. The first time I heard him tell that joke, I was like, my God, that is exactly what you do. All you do is you take it, you look at it for a second, and throw it right away. That's a fact. Because people don't like handing out flyers, nor They're, getting flyers. No one, like, what is the percentage that somebody actually looks at a flyer and goes, oh my God, really? Hmm. This is what I needed. No way. Uh, tied on sale, 50% off at Food Lion. No way. Say what? My God crazy nobody's gonna do that nobody gets those flyers on south beach and goes what 20 percent off mansion oh my god i'm gonna go there and party all night long that's totally what it. i'm gonna do not it mitch hadberg when someone hands you a flyer it's like they're saying here you throw this away boom <laughs> there it is justin it's time it's time we're gonna get cody braun on the line from reckless kelly that's get right. him on here we'll be right back Cody Braun from Reckless Kelly. What's up, y'all? I'm Dalton. I'm Jake. I'm Trey. We, we are Lonely Highway, Highway and you're listening, listening to the Doc G, G Show. Show. Come, Come on. on. Welcome back to the show. Today we have a very special guest. We are joined by none other than Mr. Cody Braun of Reckless Kelly. Cody, how's it going? Man, doing great. Just uh, 
out on the road living it up <laughs> fantastic man so uh i want to i usually like to take my listeners back a little bit give them a little bit of backstory of the band and uh reckless kelly been going since uh 95 right 95 yeah yeah and uh you and your brother by that time though uh, uh, some listeners may not know you guys had actually already been on the Tonight Show what? as a part of your dad's your whole family band, correct? Yeah, yeah, we played for nine years with our brothers uh, Mickey and Gary, who have a band called Mickey and the Motor Cars. Yeah, and uh, then uh, yeah, played with our dad and, and them for for nine years. We put out a few records and got to do some fun stuff. So yeah, we had a pretty good head start on most kids that start out playing music <laughs> now now i was watching an interview uh where you were talking about going on johnny carson and you said you were like yeah there's there was a talent spotter that checked us out at elko nevada cowboy poetry gathering what and when yeah that's right when i heard that i instantly realized why my show isn't famous because i would never think of getting a talent spotter out to Elko, Nevada, Cowboy Poetry Gathering. I have to admit, <laughs> I didn't know there was a Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, Nevada. Girl, uh, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty specific location as far as getting spotted, man. Uh, I heard you guys didn't know really how big of a deal it was to go on to Carson. Uh, how how long did it take before you sort of realized? Oh, you know what? That was a that was a pretty big deal that we were on Johnny Carson. Hmm. It was pretty shortly after, you know, because we we grew up without TV at the house, so yeah, I mean, we didn't really watch the Tonight Show. And we were really young too. I yeah, mean, you know, I think I was only eleven. And my brothers were, you know, six to six to eleven. So it, it was. Um, took us a little while when we got back home and you know if everybody was talking about it pretty much every person we saw you know was excited about it so we, we realized it pretty quick nice nice well so your family uh you actually have the bronze uh brothers reunion in uh in yeah. chalice idaho this summer august 8th through 10th which will be the uh, 14th year of doing the festival and i noticed obviously reckless kelly is going to perform but Steve Earle is also going to be there. Say what? That sounds... Is is this the first year that Steve Earle has done the festival? Yeah, it is. Um, we've been trying to get him for quite a while, and this is the first time that the schedule's lined up, so we're thrilled to have him and the Dukes there, and uh, yeah. got a heck of a lineup this year. My parents have actually been doing the festival for almost 35 years, Yeah, and my brothers and I just took it over recently, so... Very nice. It was uh, great to get Steve up there. He's a good friend, and uh, we've been huge fans, you know, since we were kids. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And very nice, very nice. Well, speaking of your family, your granddad was a professional musician. That's okay. your dad was obviously a professional musician. I, I feel like was it just sort of seared into you genetically to be a fantastic musician by the time you and your brothers rolled around? Was there a lot of <laughs> uh, natural just inclination, like I want to? play or did your parents say you guys should try this out you should play music hmm. no it was really natural i mean we started jumping up on stage and singing with dad when we were just little toddlers so yeah you know it's what everybody in our family did our uncles were musicians and granddad said our grandfather and everybody so it was pretty yeah. much around us all the time i mean there was every party was a jam session and you know christmas we got instruments for christmas and you know it was just um 
music has always been a huge part of our life. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, there's definitely, I would say some, something in the blood, you know, the bloodline third yeah. generation musicians, but, uh, it's just, you know, it was something we all really were drawn to and enjoyed doing. So that's, that's just awesome. kind of took to it pretty naturally. Yeah. So, so from what I uh, understand, reckless Kelly started in Bend, Oregon, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We so, spent about a year there kind of getting our, chops together and and then moved to Austin in 96. Was was that a, a conscious decision as far as we're going to Oregon to start this band or did it just sort of hmm. you guys go to Oregon and then we're like hey we'd like we'd like to start a band. Was it was it which one came first? Well, we actually met some of the guys um over there before we moved there yeah so we, we'd gone over and jammed with them there's a couple of different bands that were kind of breaking up and we met a few of the guys and had some jam sessions with them and uh just at some different friends parties and so when willie and i uh the, when the family band kind of came to an end and we knew we wanted to start another band we we hooked up with those guys and had a, a friend over there that put us up for a quite a while and uh kind of helped us get going over there and nice. and then uh as soon as we kind of figured out pretty early on that Oregon Oregon was at the end of the grunge scene so yeah there was uh you know they weren't too thrilled about anybody doing country <laughs> country rock or anything remotely you know sounding like that up there so yeah um it was it was a tough tough place to kind of sell and and play our, our kind of music and and we'd heard about Austin and you know knew that there was you know 300 live music venues in college town and that we could go there and, and play every night, and uh, that's really what why we went to Austin. Well, that's what when I when I saw that and I said uh, Bend, Oregon, hmm. had to had, that doesn't sound like the place for their music. Nope. Maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but but Austin sounds like it fits a little bit better. Uh, and you guys, like you said, you move there and you've been there for 23 years as far as your you know home uh, home base. Yeah. I'm guessing. Austin had to look a little bit different when you first moved there than it does now. Has have you feel like it has it changed the scene any since you've been there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the town has doubled in size since we moved there. Yeah, Jeez. and uh, yeah, it's changed. Um, you know, it it still has a great vibe. I mean, it, Austin is just such a funky little kind of cool hippie cowboy town you know and um I, I i just i like the diversity you know being right in the middle of texas yeah you know it opens up a lot of opportunity to go around and play texas and there's just always been so much good music there i mean when you go back to the days of bob wills and johnny gimbal and guy clark and yeah you know I mean, steve earl started out there and so it, it's just uh it's one of those towns that just attracts musicians and and it's it's just a great melting pot of of different kinds of music and um, you know, so that really hasn't changed. I think that's still there's still that draw. You know, people still come to Austin and, and want to go out and play music or hear music, and um, that's still there. You know, the, some of the older live music venues are gone now. You know, they've been kind of taken over by some of the, the developments. But you know, as a whole, we, we travel. You know, every major city in the country a couple times a year, and you know, we're always happy to get back home to Austin. Yeah, well, I I, I feel like you guys are. You know, it, it, since you've been there for 23 years, you're sort of some of the uh, official statesmen of Austin now. Uh, and we've, we've had some Austin bands on the show before. We've, uh, band of Heathens was nice enough to come on. And, and yeah, White, I love those guys. White Denim came on as well. Uh, are there any bands besides 
Reckless Kelly, obviously, in the Austin scene that you you really like watching, that you really get uh, excited to see? Hmm. Yeah, there's a ton. I mean, we go and see John D. Graham every Wednesday at the Continental Club, and nice. Alejandro Escovedo played used to play every Tuesday there, and um, so there's a lot of like just local stuff that happens weekly there. That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So we do go see a lot of that, and then there's always you know young and up and coming bands that mm-hmm. we get turned on to. Um, there's guys we've been hanging out with, Mike and the Moon Pies, mm. that are doing like real kind of not retro 70s kind of country you know with their all their own original stuff but just with a really kind of old school take on it mm-hmm. um jason Eady and courtney Patton, um jamie lynn wilson um our buddy jack ingram is in austin he's always bouncing around we run into him a lot and ray benson with asleep at the wheel and it's just it's 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 everywhere there's live music yeah every single night of the week dale watson is there every monday and um, it's just awesome rosie flores is a good friend and we go see her play a lot yeah. uh so it's just it you, you can't you're gonna throw a throw a rock without hitting a guitar player in that town <laughs> nope well i mean along with uh along with music i, I hear i hear the food scene is pretty awesome in austin mm, uh, it is and every, every guest that comes on my show i usually ask what like recommendation they'd give me and and since i've been doing the show i've got you know recommendations from southern california to maine to newfoundland to oklahoma yes! if you were to give me just a couple just just a couple from austin I'm guessing maybe there might be a barbecue place, maybe something along those lines. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe Tex-Mex. I don't know. What would you tell me if I was coming to Austin? What do I need to eat? Hmm. Um, well, um, I would go uh, Valentina's is probably my favorite. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like a Tex-Mex barbecue place. Yeah. And then... Um, let me see. Maudie's is also uh, like just pretty straight up Tex-Mex. Uh, there's so much good Mexican food. Yeah. Um, I, I really can't eat Mexican food outside of, of Austin unless we're in Salt Lake City. You go to the Red Iguana there. But nice. Other than that, um, it's uh, yeah. There's tons of great barbecue. Uh, the Salt Lake barbecue is probably one of my favorites as well. Now my my uh, my brother he uh, he works. Uh, at a uh, engineering firm in Austin, and he was telling me Salt Lake was uh, that was I had to try that out. So I'm gonna yeah, put, it's great. I'm gonna put that down on the list. Okay, okay, I've got three. I'm yes. not gonna I'm not gonna beat beat <laughs> any more out of you. I'm gonna go with those three. We're putting them on the map in Austin. Uh, last thing about Austin for the last ten years, you guys put on the Reckless Kelly Celebrity Softball Jam. Say what? Uh, which raised over $400,000 for youth and, and musical organizations. I, I heard last year was was the last year for the Reckless uh, Kelly Celebrity Softball uh, Tournament. Is that true? Hmm. Yeah, we just kind of got too old and fat to run the bases anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. that's, that's a good reason to stop, I guess. <laughs> we need to take up golf or something a little less... Uh, injury uh based so true. yeah yeah but you you guys you guys made a, a big difference in the uh in the youth organizations and musical organizations for sure i mean four hundred thousand dollars uh what, what's your best memory you have from the uh celebrity softball jam hmm. i mean i know there's probably a lot of them but 
if you had one? Yeah, it was great. I mean, probably our biggest achievement, you know, throughout the years was we rebuilt um, one of the oldest little league fields in Austin. Sweet. It's uh, Maps and Field over in East Austin, which is kind of a, you know, um, you know, the east side of town. So, you know, they don't get much attention over there. And, and these kids or most of the kids over in that, that area are, you know, from single parent homes and don't have a lot of direction. So we hooked up with um, RBI, which is uh, rebuilding baseball in inner cities. Um, great organizations, um, a spinoff from MLB. And so we hooked up with them and rebuilt this entire ball field um, over on the east side. And, and to get to see those kids like walk out you know, on that field yeah. and you know, tell them like, this is yours. And they're just, it was like, no way. <laughs> so just kind of getting to see how, how much that really impacted their lives Yeah, and getting to really, you know, make a change and, you know, big differences in those kids' lives was just awesome. And we also worked with an organization called the Miracle League, which builds fields for uh, kids with special needs. So, you know, kids that normally wouldn't be able to be on a baseball team, you know, kids with you know, any kind of handicap, you know, they, they built these synthetic fields that are soft and everybody gets to bat and run and play. And, and so that was another great organization yeah. that we really enjoyed working with. That's awesome. Well, yes! on the topic of ballparks, I actually heard back, at, I think it was all the way back in 2012, that you said you wanted to do the national anthem at all the baseball stadiums in the country. And at the time, you were at like 10 when you said that. Have you made it to all of them yet? Hmm. No, we haven't. It's kind of a, an ongoing bucket list for us. Oh, I think we've got about 12 down now, but <laughs> it just kind of depends on our schedule and where we're at. And um, Last year, it just didn't line up. We didn't. We were just not in town on the right days, mm. so didn't get any done last year. But we're always looking. We, we go out and do, them, do the anthem at minor league parks and yeah. basketball games and anywhere we can get free free sports tickets we're in <laughs> yeah here, here here in jacksonville jumbo shrimp i'm sure they'd be on for it the jumbo shrimp that'd minor awesome. league team yes! that'd, be, that'd awesome. be awesome yeah it'd be awesome for jacksonville for sure yes! uh now something huge actually that happened just this past weekend reckless kelly played the grand old opry wait what that is huge so how'd the show go it was amazing, man. I mean, it's something we've—I had never really even put it on the bucket list. I, I never thought they would call and ask us, so it was yeah. really an honor and uh, really humbling to be up there on that stage and you know to get to perform and and be part of that was was really great. And they really—I mean—they treated us like family and made us really feel welcome. And and it was probably highlight highlight of the year for sure. That was really really cool. Very nice, man. Very nice. Well, I, I saw that. I saw that when I was getting ready for the interview this week, and I was like, man, it's going to be a letdown. They're going from the Grand Ole Opry to the Doc G Show. That is, ah, jeez, I can't follow that up. God. Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) Well, speaking of great venues uh, like the Grand Ole Opry, are there any great venues that you've been thinking about that were, that maybe are on the bucket list that you're like, I, we got to get there. We got to, we got to play there. Or have you checked most of those off? Hmm. Nah, there's always, you know, a long, long list of places you want to play. I mean, yeah. Red Rocks is one that we've always wanted to get, get done. We've got to go see Tom Petty there last year. And, nice. Um, 
you know, just uh, there's, you know, several of those kind of older, cool venues, you know, the Fillmore's. Yeah. We've played the one in San Francisco a couple times, but it's amazing how many great places there are out there when you start traveling around the country. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you uncover these little hidden gems and places you never even would have known about. But, Sweet. man, it's, it's just fun. It kind of keeps things interesting when you get to go new places. And we're doing a tour in Germany this summer, so that's going to be fun to get to go hit some really new new markets and some people that have never heard our stuff before so yeah looking forward to that well actually that's that's what i was i was getting ready to mention was you know you guys are going to be touring all over america for the next couple of months and in the middle of that you've got a what looks to be a great festival in kansas city tumbleweed uh uh festival there may 30th with alabama blackberry smoke bunch of awesome uh performers there uh but then at the end of june like you said you jump over to germany and a couple shows in uh switzerland uh how do you have you guys I'm, i'm guessing you have played in europe and and how do you like playing in europe how does it differ from from american venues hmm it's really unique i mean each country is very different you know and you know getting to go over there and try and you know it's tough because you kind of got to cram a lot in while you're there you know we're usually in one city just for the day and the night you know and so you're off to the next place so it's you know it's kind of bittersweet because you're there and you want to go see the stuff but you really don't have a lot of time so you kind of got to squeeze in as much as you can and just try and soak it up while you're there and and then, you know, kind of make notes of places you want to return to and come back, you know, just on vacation. And and uh, so, uh, you know, the crowds are really different over there, too. Like Germany, they, they, they're they very stern. They just kind of stand mm. and, you know, they don't make any noise or move around at all while you're playing. And then at the end of the song, they go nuts. You know, <laughs> so it's like, what? It's like you, you think you're playing the song like, oh, the God, they hate us. They hate us. And then you get to the end. It's like, oh. That's, like, All right, cool. <laughs> th- that's exactly we had uh, the dead south on the show uh last year and that's exactly what they said they said they went over there and they were playing and they were just completely dumbfounded they were like what what are we doing wrong they're not and then they got to the end of the song and yeah and they're like oh oh okay they were just holding it until the end oh okay that's that's how they act here. I got it. <laughs> well, they really listen to the music, you know. I mean, yeah. we'll have people come up and ask us questions about songs. You know, well, how did you play this guitar solo on track six of this record? <laughs> it's like, I don't even remember that record. You, know? but, <laughs> you tell me the chord structure and your key in the second. <laughs> what? Nope. What? We don't have that. God. Uh, so your last release was uh, Sunset Motel in 2016 as, as far as studio albums uh, and I've seen in a couple of interviews you've been teasing uh, a special project Wait, what? to be released very soon uh, can you give us any info on the special project maybe when it's going to be released or anything about it hmm. yeah I'm not, I can't remember the exact date I know it's coming out next month um, and it's uh we went and recorded um, our Bulletproof record live. Um, we did it because uh, last year was the 10-year anniversary of that record. Yeah. And so we, uh, we we recorded every show on this tour out to uh, California and then just pulled the board t- the board mixes from those shows and mixed them. And we uh, we didn't fix any anything. You know, we didn't repair or tune any vocals or do anything so it's all it's really a kind of a bootleg type of vibe you know where nice. it's just like straight off the board and 
keeping it pretty simple and just going to get it out there for people to check out. Very nice. Very nice. Well, that um, that's separate, right, from the new studio album, right? Correct. Yeah, we just finished making or, you know, tracking a, a new studio record that'll be out um, hopefully next spring. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What, what, yeah. what can you give us uh, as far as details on the new studio album? Is it uh, same, same uh, vibe as Sunset Motel or is it a little bit different as far as the feel? Hmm. Um, it's a little different. Um, our guitar player, David Abeto, left the band after 19 years hmm. recently. So it was the first time in the studio without him. So we had, I think... 12 or so different people come in and, and play with us on this record. Wow. So we had a bunch of different guitar players pop in. We had Gary Clark Jr. and nice. uh, Charlie Sexton and um, Chris and Eleanor Masterson from Steve Earle's Man. band. And, um, so just had a lot of a lot of friends come down. Rosie Flores came and played a little bit. And, uh, it was just really fun. And uh, so it's a little, I, I guess it's still the same same vibe, but, you know, not quite as guitar-driven. Yeah, well, I mean, you you brought in the big guns for it. That's for sure. You got some yeah. good good good, uh, good guitarists there. Um, but I definitely look forward to it. But uh, Cody, we are against a break, man. And I want to thank you for taking the time for being on the show with us today. Man, thanks so much for having us. I really really appreciate it. Yeah, good good luck with the rest of the tour. Thank you so much, man. I'm looking forward to uh, a busy summer. Yeah. Well, listeners, you can find their music on Spotify, Apple, everywhere else. You can follow them on Instagram at RecklessKelly96 and on Twitter at RecklessKelly or on their website, RecklessKelly.com. Let's take a listen to Forever Today by Reckless Kelly right here on the Doc G Show. She said, maybe I'll see you again in another life Someday, maybe we'll finally get the timing right Said we'd be crazy to let this be our last goodbye If that's what it takes, I'll wait for you to the end of time But I don't want to wait for another life Our hearts are one, but somehow they remain as two. And I'm a patient man, but what if it don't work that way? I wish you and me could start our own forever today. Maybe I'll be a hero and I'll rescue you Somewhere in some far off place out of the blue Maybe you'll be my savior and you pull me through Whatever shape you take I know I'll be in love with you but I don't want to wait for another life to be with you Our hearts are one, but 
but somehow they remain as two. And I'm a patient man, but what if it don't work that way? I wish you and me could start our own forever today. I wish you and me could start our own forever. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Reckless Kelly. Yes, indeed. That was nothing reckless at all about that interview. Wait, what? Oh, it was reckless. We were wild. Don't kid yourself. You love it? We were off off the chain. But you just heard Forever Today. Good jam by Reckless Kelly. Thanks again to Cody uh, Braun for being on the show couldn't couldn't yeah, thank him enough. I mean, good lord, he went from the Grand Ole Opry to the Doc G Show of all things, of all things. Girl, man. come on. Uh, j- Hopefully, we can get there someday. Oh, we can. Uh, w- we will get somewhere at least. You know, close to it. The McDonald's down the road, oh. uh, something like that, would be nice. I'll take it. You know what? We can ride the coattails of Lonely Highway. That's what we can do. That's a fact. We can just True. grab on, get our get our get our man Dalton to carry us up. Anyways, hold us, Dalton, please. Yes! Anyways, Justin, are you ready? Last birthday suit. Hmm. Come on now. Here we go. This one I think you've got in the bag. Born April tenth, nineteen thirty-six. What? In Austin, Minnesota. Yeah, he was always, at a young age, interested in football. He started playing uh, throughout high school, was a star in high school, then went to College of San Mateo in 1954, but then was given a scholarship at University of Oregon, Hmm. did a lot of transfers in there, and eventually graduated in 1961 and was drafted in the 21st round by the Philadelphia Eagles. Our birthday suit uh, football career didn't last long because of knee injuries, Word. and he was soon hired by Al Davis with the Oakland Raiders as a linebacker coach. In 1969, he was hired as the youngest professional football coach at the time. Sweet. He then won a Super Bowl, and in 1979, he retired to go into broadcasting. EA Sports approached him in 1988 about making a video game with his name. Madden. There it is. John Madden. John Madden is correct. Turning the big 8-3. John Madden, man. Yes, indeed. A voice, too, man. It's pretty good. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I mean, not taking down the Al and Michael days now of uh, Sunday night football, but, you know, they put me to sleep, I'll be honest. Wait, what? They put me to sleep. I mean, it's nice. It's comforting, but they put me to sleep. So true. I can only hope that my voice right now is putting someone to sleep and being that comforting voice. Probably not, but it's all right. It's all right. Nonetheless, John Madden, happy birthday, man. Live it up. Happy freaking birthday, man. A legend. Justin, I was telling you before we came on to the show how how excited I am for shows we've got coming up, man. We've got some yes! awesome shows. 
Next week, I couldn't be more excited. We've got the common kings coming on, and we got Ooh. we got we got all of them. The only one we couldn't rope into the interview was was Junior King himself. We got Uncle Lou. We've got Mata. We've got Big Rome. They're all coming in. We've got tunes from them. Yes. I mean, you don't know how excited my Cali friends are about this, man. I told some of my Cali friends, and they're like, "What? What?" Common Kings? Word. How did you get them on the show? And I was like, I don't... They're big, man. I don't know. I tricked them They're into it. They're big and good. Yeah. I don't know. They don't know we're so bad. Don't tell them. Nope. Just let them come on the show. We've also got Josh Johnson, comedian, yeah. writer for The Daily Show. He was recently on The Tonight Show. He wrote for them as well. Crazy. He's going to come on. Sweet. Sing some one-liners at us, no doubt. I can't wait for it. Word. We've got Roger Mooking from Man Fire Food on the Cooking Channel coming on Good the show. Good show. Good show. Very good show. High energy. I like that, dude. Makes me happy. Yes. Makes me very happy. We've also got My Hero Zero coming on the show. I mean, what I'm telling the listener is we've got shows jam-packed with great guests. That's what we've got. You better be ready. That's right. Get yourself ready. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But until then... We gotta we gotta wrap this show up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin Virgin Bat Evangelista. Sayonara until then. No matter what it is, dude, no matter what it is, I always when it's just me and you, I wanna go back to Hype City for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I know al- you did kinda little, I almost, a little uh, tripped up there. I almost said it again. I was like, that hasn't been a thing for like a year and a half. Nope. What is what is I think wrong it's because with me? When Dave's on the on the show, you like you know. Hmm. It feels it feels like the old times, man. It feels yeah. like nothing against Dave, of course, Burl. No, no, we, nothing at all. We can't wait this until just you get back. Brings back. It just brings back memories. Feels like the first time. Word. You know that song's about sex. What <laughs> <laughs> is that? Oh, hmm. You had to make it awkward, Justin. You had to make it awkward, man. <laughs> Fine, it is. It is. All right, but not for us. You love it. Not for us. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep the listener listeners in mystery. Right Ooh, now. secrets. Anyways, anyways. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.